What's going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. No better way. This is episode 48. No, 58. This is episode 58. Um, David Fisdale is a scapegoat. David Fisdale is a fall guy. Was, rather. David Fisdale should be glad that the Knicks let him go. Oh my God. I mean, I'm still just laughing at those comments, man. And you know what? It was created by two kinds of people. One, the media, right? Who had to talk to the guy every day and communicate with him. And also, the casuals out there. right? The casual Knicks fans who catch a game here and there because the team sucks and whatever. You don't want to watch anymore. Or the casual NBA fan who just, you know, fans of other clubs and not the Knicks. Who just say, oh, LOL, Knicks, their roster sucks. You know, David Fisdale's not the issue. You're stupid to see that. Oh, it's 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 quite clear now that you know while he wasn't the issue, not the only issue, but it's quite clear that David Fisdale was most definitely an issue because now under Mike Miller, we're 12 games in now, so we're getting some sort of resume here. Um, nothing too big, but so far so good. You know, we're seeing Mike Miller. His team is out there, six and six overall under him. Um, six and four in their last 10 and currently three in a row, but it's not just the results. It's that they're playing so hard right now, more times than not, right? I can only count on one hand, maybe two games where they didn't bother to show up. And that's not good. Obviously you don't want to, you want to show up every game, but compared to where they were, um, what was it? Four and 18 under David Fisdale. Yeah. I'd say this is a hell of an improvement. The efforts there every night. Um, it's it's they're playing smarter, and Mike Miller is having his team run a system out there. Right, there is a system being ran. Players are playing underneath something of credibility. They are they're running more pick and roll. They are he has his players positioning themselves where they should be on the court, right, and that's creating much better spacing with this team. The off-ball movement is great. Players are cutting. Players are in, you know, they're just doing so many things that they never did under Fizdale where it was more of a free-for-all out there. Do whatever you want. Shoot whenever you want. Run wherever you want. Defend however you want. But now they're doing all that offensively. On defense, they're not just switching on every single screen. They are staying home, and they're they're fighting over the screen. The wings are. And it's better. But tonight, actually, the Knicks switch because they played the Blazers, who are a good shooting team, and the Knicks, their defense was sensational because of that. 
They adjusted tonight. They didn't just play the uh, fight over the screen tonight. They played the switch, and it worked out tremendously. That's one of the things Fizdale never did either. He didn't adjust. There was no adjustments there. But tonight the Knicks, you know, they switched it up a little, and they literally switched on screens, and it worked. They held Damian Lillard to, what, one of eight shooting from downtown, five out of 20 overall, just 11 points. You know, he was sleeping out there. But just overall, they held the Blazers to 31% shooting from downtown, just 93 points altogether. A good scoring team like them with three legitimate scorers and McCollum, Lillard, and Mello. Um, welcome back, Mello. That was cool. But the, the defense was the first thing I noticed tonight. Mike Miller just making adjustments and going with the switch strategy. And it worked tremendously. But offensively, the Knicks had a whole number of guys clicking tonight. And that was the reason for, you know, 29 assists was the spacing, was the player and ball movement. Um, 29 assists versus seven turnovers. That probably was their one of their better, if not the best, um, you know, assist to turnover ratio ratio all season long. But you saw guys like Frankie Lakina play aggressive and confident tonight, right? We need to see that more out of this kid. That's when he thrives. Whenever he plays with aggressiveness, with you know, that, that confidence in him, he is so much better on that floor. Nine points, ten assists, and more, not just great, but you know, not just playing hard, but smart defense from Frank tonight. He, he was great. But in that fourth quarter, man, um, started the period off with a couple of free throws, dimed an assist to Reggie Bullock, um, did the behind-the-back pull-up hesitation three-pointer, and slammed one down late in the fourth. That was ridiculous. That was fun. We saw a different Frankie Lakina, one that we don't see enough and we need to see more of. So that was awesome for Frank to play that well and just play with some confidence out there. We love that man. He he clicked all night in the pick and roll with, with Mitch, Mitchell Robinson. Tonight was 11-4-11. The Knicks had him in pick and roll so much tonight, and it was great to see. Slamming down, you know, throwing down lobs and just making athletic play after athletic play. He was terrific. There it is right there, actually. But, um, man, 22 points for Mitch. Tied a career high on that 11 of 11 shooting. Eight rebounds, a block, and a steal. And it wasn't just the numbers, right? He was altering shots defensively, defensively, making opposing ball handlers think twice about driving. And he was great. Um, when he plays good and when Julius Randle play good, the Knicks play good, right? We're starting to see a trend. Because Randle again tonight for a, what was it, fifth consecutive night, he shot over 50%. Um, 8 out of 15, 22 points, 3 out of 6 from downtown. 3 out of the last 4 nights, he shot over 50% from deep. And, you know, really just since Miller, he's played so much better overall. Playing more efficient, more under control. Um... You know, more as a spot-up shooter on the perimeter now, not just a shot creator, dribbling and then shooting, you know, creating his own shot. No, he's not doing that anymore. He's catching and shooting more assisted baskets for Randall, and he's playing downhill using that strength that he has, the physicality. He's using that more, passing out of the double team, setting screens, pick and roll, pick and pop. We're seeing a much better Randall out there, not abusing the ball. And, you know, like I said, playing under control. Because when you have Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle both playing under control, not reckless, right? When Mitchell is disciplined defensively, avoiding the fouls. When Randle is not turning it over, taking bad shots. When they're playing under control, they're more efficient. And when they're more efficient, the Knicks are 
more efficient. And when the Knicks are more efficient, the Knicks win games. They at least play better. And that's what that's how we're seeing this this little run right now the Knicks are on, if you want to call it that. Um, because those two guys, I think, are the key cogs here. When they play well, when they play well together, that's how the Knicks play well. Those two guys are, are clicking, and I think it's about time we um, we get Mitchell Robinson in that starting lineup. Taj Gibson, like I said, he's been solid for this team. Cool. Um, I think in my in my um, progress report, I gave him a B minus, C plus is good too. But it's time to to get him out of there, man, and just get Mitchell in there because I'm he's a nice intangibles guy, Taj. And but I'm getting tired of looking up at the at the box score and seeing zero points, one out of one. Two rebounds, ten minutes. Just, just take him out of the starting lineup if you're not even going to play the guy. And it's, you shouldn't. You should. If you, I'm not arguing with the ten minutes. I think he should be getting ten minutes because somebody like Mitchell should be getting the bulk of minutes from the center position as a starter. So it's time to swap those two. Time to put Robinson in there because he plays so well. As you know, the more he plays, the longer he's out there on the floor, the better he's going to be. He produces, man. This is the guy who can play. You know. If he, if he plays 30, 35 minutes, he'll give you 12 points, 9, 10, 11, 12 rebounds, and maybe three blocks a game. Because that's the potential he has out there. So you got to get this guy in that starting um, lineup out there. And I think we'll continue to see this team be more competitive. Um, does Miller put them both out there at the same time and continue to tame them and play them under control? So those two, I love the play that we're seeing from them over the past couple of weeks. It's definitely... You know, they're playing as these catalysts out there. Um, and like I said, um, this is obviously something that's not going to continue. They're not going to be 500. They're not going to be 6-4. and four. They're not going to keep picking up three-game win streaks. But you want to see the improved play just less sloppy, more fundamental like they're doing right now. Where they're moving the ball, yada, yada, like I said. Um, and if they do this, if they play hard, play smart, and play under some kind of system... If they continue to do that, like I said, just just they'll maybe play 400 basketball, and I'll accept that. I will, because that's all I wanted just from start to finish this year was for the Knicks to play hard and smart and just hover around 400, be a 30-win team. So right now, they got off to a terrible start under Fizdale, winning four games out of 22. Under Miller, if they keep hovering around well, right now they're at 500, but if they just keep hovering somewhere near that, around 400, I will take that in a heartbeat. And that means this team's at least improving. You know, their young foundation is starting to progress as opposed to regress like it was under Potato Head. So that's all you want to see, man. And, and I understand that the trade deadline is coming up. You know, it's going to be here before we know it. But I've been consistent on what I want to do. I want to trade Marcus Morris. I still want that to happen. As a 30-year-old free agent, he can always come back next year in the summer because there have been rumors that he wants to stay here. And he's made it known himself that he wants to stay here. So if the two sides come to an agreement this summer, great, bring him back. But as for right now, you know this is the only opportunity you're going to get to strike gold here and probably pick up a first-rounder if you do trade him off. That You can't miss that because you can't lose sight of the big picture here bigger picture here which is getting that first rounder and stacking up on first round picks and things like that to grow your youth your foundation that's what they need to do and i think that that's that might be what they do do but um definitely trade morris as for randall i don't want to trade him and 
I'll tell you why. Because if he continues to play like this under Miller, but even if he doesn't, the potential is always there to just keep the Knicks competitive. Because if the dude, if the Knicks do trade both Morris and Randall, they're going to end up tanking again for the rest of the year, and that's going to be bad. They're not going to improve. You know, they're going to get sloppy and start losing games again. You're not going to develop any sort of culture. It's going to be you know the same repeat rinse repeat cycle where. Oh, the Knicks went from 17 wins to 17 wins again, and they're not improving. So that's why I think it's important you at least keep Randall out there to keep this team somewhat competitive around that 400 mark, like I said. So if he continues to to, to play like this, I definitely see that as a possibility. Um, but yeah, I don't think they should trade both of them off because that'll just be more tanking, and nobody wants to see that again. We want to see some improvement, and I think you need as much talent as you can out there while learning to grow for the future. So I think dishing Morris off is a smart idea while also keeping Randall to have that balance of growing but winning at the same time. So that's that, though. The Knicks continue to play well under Mike Miller. Things are looking up. Uh, Bobby Portis even played well tonight. Um, hopefully he can up that trade value. But And maybe eventually down the line, when the Knicks do trade off all their assets, they can call up that Kenny Wooten kid. Right, we're starting to hear noise about him. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, I actually wrote an article about Kenny Wooten um, a couple of days ago. Um, check that out on my blog. It's my opinion. That's in the description. Um, this is a kid who's very much like Mitchell Robinson, where he's a young, athletic big. He's a power forward who shines defensively. He's a defensive-minded player. He's very athletic. He's a, an elite shot blocker. Both of you know two things that Mitchell Robinson does well at. He's very athletic and shot blocks. This is very much like him, where I think Kenny Wooten can be a solid starter for the Knicks someday. Maybe they call him up in the second half of the year, give him a you know give him a give him a shot here, play power forward. I would love to see him pairing with you know pairing with Mitchell Robinson. That's just a defensive nightmare for opposing teams. And you know his floor to ceiling. I'm not sure how high of a player he can become. But I, I like to think that he's more he's uh, he's got the potential to be a Kenyon Martin type, um, maybe a Marcus Camby, um, Kenneth Fareed type of player where he's going to make that impact, you know, defensively more times than offensively. But you know, the dream scenario here is if he does develop some kind of jump shot, some kind of game outside scoring in the paint and doing a little post moving, maybe um, Wooten could eventually develop into. The dream scenario is, you know, Amari Stoudemire type, maybe, possibly, uh, like a Pascal Siakam. But, you know, those are the little, you know, floor, medium, ceiling here, thing, uh, ceiling things here that I think Wooten could eventually develop into. It would be nice to see him get a shot here with the Knicks. So we'll see what happens. You know, we just have to get to that trade deadline first, see what happens at the deadline before the deadline, whenever it is the Knicks do start moving the uh, needle a little bit here and make those trades. But right now, I like the way they're playing. They're competitive. Again, they're playing sophisticated ball. A better brand right now under Mike Miller. He's doing a very nice job um, having this team just compete, just be a watchable product and not a joke, not a colossal, um, you know, a joke out there. So hopefully it continues. We got the Suns on Friday night. Suns are also, well, they're a little better record-wise than the Knicks, but... They are struggling mightily right now. I think they just took a loss tonight again to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. But um, 
just you know just continue to beat the good te- uh, beat the bad teams and try as best as you can against the uh, the better teams. But uh, that's that's good, man. That's this is we're in a better spot right now. We're not there yet. Obviously, we won't be there until we you know uh, shed the whole front office down. But as for the play on the court right now, with what we have out there, I think the Knicks are doing. They're closer to where they need to be right now under Mike Miller. And that's all you can ask. You just have to have to have the rest of it play out. You know, progressing in basic fundamentals is something so simple. So if you want to look at, you know, you see the light at the end of the tunnel here, maybe that's it, right? That that Mike Miller, all he has to do is not be the worst coach in basketball like Fizdale was, just to be average and progress this team in basic fundamental things like ball movement, player movement, spacing, things that Fizdale couldn't even do. And so that's that's... That's the positive here that you can at least, you know, you at least know that they could probably do better in that area. And if that continues, like I said, maybe the Knicks continue to be this watchable product and do something um, good for once and develop as opposed to go backwards. So we'll see what happens, guys. That's going to be it for me. Um, I'm going to go to bed. It's getting late. Rob Carbone, BD4, episode 58. I'm signing out. Ciao.